Welcome to the Inglorious Blasters Podcast, a Star Wars Legion podcast talking anything and everything glorious or inglorious about the game. My name is Corey, and with me today is John and Brendan. How's it going, my fellow clankers? It's going good. How are you doing? Clankers? Roger, Roger, doing good. No. Yeah, I'm calling you clankers today. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Just because I started painting droids today doesn't make me a clanker. <laughs> uh, I feel like you're part of the Roger Roger crew, so welcome. Welcome, friend. I, I personally take it as an insult as a, as, a, as a clone player. As a diehard Republic player. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Well, today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of new information. Uh, let's see. So Battle Forces were um, released, and we know everything about them. And then we're going to be talking about uh, some of the new things that were released at Mini Stravaganza. So stick around. Uh, it's going to be maybe a longer one, but it's going to be fun. We're going to give our thoughts and opinions on them. So how about we do Battle Forces first? Let's talk about the Blizzard Blizzard Force. Brendan, yeah. why don't you take this one away as Let's the talk. resident Imperial player? Yeah. So Blizzard Force looks a lot of fun. Uh, it's... Oh, and a battle force for the Empire, so you have to take only valid units for this battle force. Uh, the allowed units are for Commander, Darth Vader, General Beers, and Imperial Officer. Operative is Vader, uh, obviously if you don't take him as a Commander. Uh, for Core, Snowtroopers, or zero to, and 0-2 zero to two Stormtroopers. Uh, support, you can take the Speeder Bikes or the E-Web. Heavy, you can take ATST, and the only unique upgrade allowed is General Weiss. Uh, for the building of an army, for commander and operative, each army has to have one to two commander and operative units, uh, and one of them has to be a commander. Uh, you cannot have a field commander in this army. For core, you have to have three to six core. For support, have to have one to four support. And heavy, one to two heavies. So one neat thing about the Blizzard Force is it does have a unique Stormtrooper unit. Uh, this is the only Battle Force that has come out with a new unit type for it. And it's come out with Stormtroopers that are the heavy response unit. Uh, it's only three Stormtroopers in the base squad for 30 points. And all the other stats are the same for Stormtroopers. However, it has a couple new things. Uh, special issue Blizzard Force. You can only use these Stormtroopers in Blizzard Force. Flexible Response 2. The unit must equip two heavy upgrades troopers. And it also has Unhindered. So you ignore the effects of difficult terrain. So these Stormtroopers have to take two heavy weapons. So any combination without repeating of the heavy weapon options for stormtroopers which is really cool uh these stormtroopers are going to peck a wallop but they are definitely going to then be a big target for the opponent <laughs> to kill and again you're limited to two of these uh the command cards going one to three are pretty good i mean uh, I, I can't be upset with these cards um the one pip is unrelenting fire which is for two units and Blizzard Force only. Enemy units cannot remove more than one suppression token during their rally step. That is 
great, uh, especially after you have put out a lot of suppression. <laughs> Might finally start seeing units panic again. Uh, the two pip overwhelming barrage also gives unit uh, orders to two units, also Blizzard Force only. Uh, once this round, at the end of the activation, a friendly commander unit, uh, it may perform an attack using the following weapon, which is four to infinite, four black dice, surge to hit, which is has all the keywords, because it's blast, beam one, immune deflect, and suppressive. So, in short, what this means is you get to use this attack at range 4 to infinite. Cover's not a thing. It gets to be beamed, so it gets to be two of these attacks against two different units. It can't be deflected back, and it gives out extra suppression because it's suppressive. <laughs> An amazing card. Uh, and then the last one, the three pip, is Debark for Ground Assault, which is given to three units, Blizzard Force only. Each friendly core trooper unit that's issued an order from this card gains spur, and weapons from each friendly trooper, uh, core trooper unit that is issued an order using this card gains suppressive. This is great, makes your snow troopers go from speed 1 to 2, or your storm troopers from speed 2 to 3 for a turn, not to mention it makes all of your weapons suppressive, so I great strategy you could do with these new stormtroopers is you've got two heavy weapons and three normal stormtroopers you can split fire with three different guns and set put six suppression out there you know two to three different units blizzard force is definitely built around giving suppression uh that seems to be with the whole goal of it it's great in that regard uh, if there's anything I'm disappointed about with Blizzard Force right now, it's that, yes, it's very thematic, but a lot of these themed units aren't necessarily the best. Like, Snowtroopers, you're limited to just the Snowtroopers, personnel upgrade, and then their two heavy weapon options, which are the Flamethrower or the Ion Gun that exhausts. Those heavy weapons are not the best, uh, it's because the snows are slow, so it takes forever to get the flamethrower in range to do its magic, and the ion gun, while I've had fun with it, not amazing, with its very bad dice pool of one black and two white that exhausts for ion one and impact one. Uh, again, it's, it's very thematic, it, it's missing a little bit um, in that regard, which is why they came out with these new stormtroopers to try and make up for that. Um, but I, I hope that they do something to make this list stay more thematic and feel better, uh, such as in one of our previous episodes, we talked about some of the shortcomings of the E-Web. like to see those get buffed a little bit so that, you know, you can take them in non-Blizzard Force lists and not feel bad about it. Uh, or, I mean, something I've been wanting for forever is just more heavy weapon options for snowtroopers. I love snowtroopers. I just want more. Uh, overall, this is great. The, the battle force looks really fun and thematic, and it, it'll be a lot of fun to play this at some point.
All right. So final opinion, glorious or inglorious, Brendan? Ooh. Um, because of the new stormtroopers and just how well these new command cards, you know, go with each other. They all want to give out suppression and then make the opponent not take the suppression away. Uh, I, I'm going to have to go with, it's currently glorious. Uh, again, there's a few shortcomings in my opinion, but overall, I think it's more glorious than it would be inglorious because of that. Sweet. I think I would agree. I would agree also. Here's a question. I was kind of doing some list building while you were talking through it. The, the heavy response unit, can you use two of the same heavy weapon or does it have to be different no, to be heavy weapons two two different heavy weapons because of the unit card upgrade uh reference in the rrg saying you can't take more than one of a, the same unit uh the same uh upgrade card sorry the upgrade card entering in the rrg got it that explains why i'm not able to uh do it on the <laughs> on this list building app right <laughs> Now, think, think about, like, anybody who's got two, uh, you know, any other kind of upgrade slot. You can't take two of the same upgrade. So, like, you can't put I two was, uh, recon intels on the same unit to get scout two. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah. I was I was running all kinds of numbers on if you had two of the RT-97C and could throw eight <sighs> dice at range four. I wish. Two I red, wish. six I white. I wish, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I'll take the three red, three white. Uh, range four that's that's just as good yeah that's pretty <laughs> spicy also or yeah. i mean um, super excited for those really just never want armor to be a thing in your life ever again do the hh12 dlt range four two black three uh, three black two red impact four <laughs> yeah what <laughs> four crits here you go enjoy <laughs> I'm I'm excited personally for four speeder bikes. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Like Blizzard Force four speeders. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> yeah, no. It it'll just make it'll so just make fun. like my opponents like life a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, and if uh, they ever actually make the e webs up to range four, I would hundred percent do a four e web list. <laughs> oh, then yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah without a doubt. Alrighty, how about we move on to the Separatist Invasion Force? So I'll be I'll be going over that one as the resident uh, <laughs> resident droid player, I guess. Yeah. So the allowed units, um, you could take Count Dooku, Grievous, the T series tactical droid. You could take Maul, but you can't take the probe droids. Uh, special forces, you could take Magna Guards. Um, the core unit option is only B ones. For supports, you could take Droidicas or Staps. Uh, and then the heavy, the only heavy you could take is the AAT, and the unique upgrade is the uh, Grievous's pistol, the DT-57. Um, so when you're building out your battle force, you must include one commander unit. You, uh, you may include up to one operative. And then for special forces, you may include two, uh, one to two special forces. And then for core, you need at a minimum four uh, but you could take a maximum of eight B1s. And then for support, you can include up to three. And then for the heavy slot, you must include one AAT or you can include two. So that's interesting. You get to 
you always have to bring the tank. So in my opinion, that's really, really telling about how this list wants to, this battle force wants to operate, which is take a bunch of B1s. If you're not taking a bunch of B1s, I think you're missing out on a lot of power that this list brings. So we can quickly go over some of the command cards. And Corey, Let's if I can just over... chime in real quick. Uh, yeah, go for it. All of the battle forces do say you cannot use the field commander keyword. Um, right. So, except for Republic, because they don't have a heavy. But, um, other than the lat. But, um, the, yeah, so just everybody's being forced to take a commander uh, for the Separatists even though they have the tank. That's that's something good to point out. Uh, so that means you do have to take the cheapest available commander, which is the T-Series Tactical Droid, and Don't he's not to. bad by any means, but you, you, you like... If you want a cheap commander, you have to take him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I... Trust me, I would not if I had to. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we can go over the three pips. Unstoppable Advanced. So this is three core units. Uh, so each friendly... Each friendly trooper unit that is issued an order using this card may perform a speed one move. So this is amazing for late game when you need to bum rush the center key position or intercept point. Or maybe uh, instead you want to use it as uh, a late, you know, use it late in the round to move up with your B1s to get into range three. Um, for, oh no, it's at the beginning. Never mind. Uh, never mind. Scratch that. <laughs> Droid Either way, I think this card's insane. Uh any free action is a good action. So free moves, always good in a objective-based game where positioning matters. You know, maybe your B1s are in a tight corridor on like a densely packed uh, map and you need some of your B1s in the front to get out of the way. Well, this is the card for you. <laughs> you got eight B1s uh, that need to move, right? Can't get clogged up. Then the two pip, which is uh, my favorite of the bunch here, Unrelenting Assault. Uh, this says two, two B1 units you can issue orders to. After a friendly B1 unit performs a ranged attack, if it's spent one or more aim tokens, another friendly unit at range 1 to 2 may gain one aim token. So uh, people may remember this card text. It's basically coordinated fire uh, that the Imperials got. You get to pass basically eight aim tokens anywhere you want. That's the key takeaway here. You can pass it to another B1 or, let's see, Magna Guard or your tank. Um, yeah, there's no limit to because if be if you want to make them better, <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're going to be pushing at least one on your tank, and then uh, one or two to Magnus. Um, I think that's like the best use for this. And then another good use case is have your E5s uh, spend their aims and then pass that off to the E5cs, which is the carbine, the uh, range one to three, three black dice gun. So then that way you can get some more. Ideally, some more hits in, um, with you know some good aim stacking. I think that's going to be a pretty good combo. Yeah. Then we can move on to the one pip AI coordination. So this is ordering either a heavy or a support. So then the text reads: Each friendly unit that is issued an order using this card gains one standby token. So I go back and forth on whether or not this card is glorious. Um, I think it's good. I just don't think it's great so what i mean by that is is if you order the tank and your standby range is only one to two of the tank 
you really like either your opponent messed up or you messed up uh on letting the tank standby activate <laughs> um unless you do like some crazy move where you like move at the end of round five near a key position and then play ai coordination to do an attack get, get to attack twice in a round i don't know uh seems okay on the tank uh, but for maybe a droidica that seems okay you can since they don't get suppressed and you can't strip the standby you can use that to shoot with the droidicas ideally twice this is obviously maybe like there's a play where you can like i st even then i still don't <laughs> <laughs> even then i still don't think so i want this card to be good i just think it's okay unfortunately uh i'm gonna still mess with it i just I don't know. I think with staps, I think it's okay. I believe my rules interpretation is correct where you can take a standby. They just can't they just can't take the standby action during their activation. That's my understanding. So, so I think it's pretty decent for staps, allowing them to shoot twice or move. Um, probably shoot twice. I think this is an okay card. Uh, but overall, I want to say this Battle Force is glorious, uh, solely due to the fact that uh, this is exactly what I wanted to do when I first saw B1s for Legion, which is spam them and throw a bunch of dice. So, uh, eight, B eight B1s, sign me up. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have any thoughts? I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. I was thinking about that, the standby card, and, and my thought immediately was pretty much what you said, that if there is a AAT at range two of me, that would be a win for me because I'm so right. used to like chasing <laughs> right. them down. They're in range four, then they move back, and then you're like chasing after them. So if one is actually at range two of you to play that card, in my mind, I wouldn't care. I'd just be happy it was that close and I could shoot it with everything. Um, yeah, basically. So that's kind and of. And probably fun. getting the weak point, like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the weak point on a on the AAT is is fun to to go off off the rails just a little bit. I, I did play a, a local one time a few months ago, and I was able to get my Vader into the weak point in melee. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So impact everything. Got it. Yeah, yeah. It, it was uh, basically two swings and by tank. So. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> Love it. That has not been my experience against AATs. <laughs> that's that's because John, I don't show you the rear of my tank. Well, yeah, exactly. When just you saying that, I was like, is that even possible to get there and do that? Um, I mean, like on certain deployments, yeah. But if it's short edge, a short edge, good luck. <laughs> maybe a, a moral victory. You just you just charge it with one squad in hopes that one guy survives to get around back just to say that you did it before he got pasted. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, John, why don't you talk to us about the 501st? Yeah, so uh, 501st Battle Force. Uh, units allowed. We have Anakin Skywalker, Clone Captain Rex, Clone Commander, Phase 2 Clone Troopers, ARC Troopers, ATRTs, Bark Speeders, The Lat, and I'm reading down the list here, ARC Troopers listed again. I guess it's just accounting for you can take the full ARC squad or the strike team. Um, Force Org is 
pretty standard core, one to four, special forces, one to four, support, one to two, so you have to take an ATRT or a BARC, uh, commander and operative rank, one to two, um, and then heavy support rank, zero to one. Heavy support, is that what that's actually called, or am I, is my 40k brain? <laughs> That, that is correct. Heavy heavy support is like tanks or lats. Okay. Stuff like that. Yeah. You can see I play a lot of these types of units. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is this symbol? I've um, never seen this. Yeah, I've never seen this. So as far as unique command cards, um, well, first John, one before you get is... Into that, yeah. Uh, if I can just chime in, just uh, with the special forces, it does have the weird rule. You have to take a full arc squad to get a strike teams so you can't have four strike teams you have to take a full arc to get a strike team correct so you could have two full arcs and then two strikes um yeah. or and i guess you, you could take do echo three and fives in the army yeah. yep those are the two unique cards um so as far as uh command cards you got lead from the front which is it has a one pip but the card text reads, when building a command hand, treat this card as though it has two pips. After a friendly commander is issued an order by this card, choose three other friendly units within range one of the commander unit. Each chosen unit gains one aim or one dodge, and then you can give an order to one commander unit. Um, so at first blush, I thought this one looked pretty spicy, um, but then once some of the clarification had been making the rounds from various forums and discord um, within which is why I emphasized that when I was reading the card the, the entire unit has to be within range one so if you figure you know say you have Anakin or Rex to actually be able to use this card for its full benefit and give out three aim tokens or three dodge tokens or combination um, you would literally have to have a huge pile of clones, um, which just from a, a table space um, standpoint could be challenging <laughs> in and of itself. Um, and then, so that kind of makes it, you know, at first I was like, I don't know if this is glorious or inglorious, but that pretty much pushed me to the, the inglorious side Um and then it's, it's interesting, just the way that this is, you know, it's a one pip, which could essentially allow you to have three one pips, but it's occupying a two pip slot. The two pips of any of these guys that you're adding, whether it be take that clankers or Anakin's two pip or air support, like the two pip slot is so competitive, um, especially with the, the, uh, the options that you have in the 501st Battle Force. Um, it makes it a little bit... There's really no, uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't take that card, personally. Um, next one, we got tactical planning. Uh, it's a two-pip. You can issue two orders to support or special forces units. Uh, card text is after a friendly support or special forces unit performs an attack against a unit that has a face-up order token. Shuffle that token back into its order pool. So this one's pretty cool. Um... Not that I use a lot of ATRTs, but if you if you had an ATRT with a laser cannon, you could pick off some uh, some units at range four. Um, 
more likely you're going to be using your your arc troopers to snipe off order face up order tokens um, from the DC 15. So I think this one's glorious. What do you guys think? I gotta say that card is great because there's also not the caveat that it has to be an ordered unit. Just any of the units of those ranks can make tokens go back to the bag. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot better than I thought it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. So if you're if you're running the uh, the full or the uh, the four arcs, so what I was gonna say is the full you know allotment of arcs between the two full two strike um you can just be putting tokens yeah. back into the bag yeah i mean it's nice. basically the same thing as pinned down for the empire except that you have a whole nother rank of units that can also use the card yep yep and being able to do it at range four or five is you know huge it's pretty yeah huge uh and then the final one the three pip leaders of the 501st um, this is a permanent effect. You can issue three orders to special forces or core units. Friendly units at range to two of a friendly Anakin Skywalker and or friendly clone Captain Rex, although it says Commander Rex, gain Indomitable. Um, so that is awesome. Uh, one of my favorite things about playing Wookiees is Indomitable and just the fact that they're pretty much never suppressed or losing action. So to provide that benefit to pretty much your whole army as long as you stay in your kind of clone ball um pretty awesome for sure so that one is that one is glorious yeah giving uh, anakin a fourth permanent card basically yeah it again the it's tough but so the battle cards when you look at them individually um maybe not the one pit but the two and three they do seem really cool um, but when you start actually building list and processing through some of the combos that you're going to be looking to do, there's little to no synergy, um, that you can really put together, um, that is at least that attractive, um, from a clone player standpoint, or at least from my standpoint. Um, and then just the, the units that are allowed, uh, one, it's difficult to, really get to nine activations you feel almost stricken to eight when you start looking at the options that you have i mean it's almost like when i first saw i mean and and you guys know i was psyched to hear about this battle force like i was like i'm playing wookies till the 501st comes out and then i'm going back to um you know some variation of you know playing rex star arc star something like that thinking they were about to get this substantial buff but there's been obviously no points changes and no uh errata so so basically i looked at it and i'm like wait a second this is a list of all the units that i don't want to use um and i'm only allowed to use the units that i don't want to use and these command cards like what when am i going to use these I, I mean so it was it was honestly it's probably one of the biggest appointment uh, disappointments in my legion career um well, waiting I, for this battle formation <laughs> and it this, this is what we that's, that's the greatest tagline a list of units that i don't want to use the battle force <laughs> <laughs> well if i could give the one silver lining of this battle force then it is the three tip because it's a permanent effect and it includes anakin anakin would be indomitable 
So, suppression is no longer really a thing for Anakin. Because <laughs> he, he's rolling reds to get rid of it. So, you, his flaw card becomes a lot less scary. Yeah, it's true. For sure. Actually, I want to... I want to say this is this is hot garbage. <laughs> this card is, in my opinion, useless. Uh, if you if you think you're going to be playing it with Anakin, uh, think again. You have three command cards to get through from Anakin alone. True. Do you think you do you really think you're get going to get through a fourth? Um, it's pretty restrictive. The because of within everyone's got to be clumped together, and ideally you're playing at turn one. And that means you're not playing what whatever his three pip well, is called. Totally forget. Luckily, this one isn't within. It's just at. Hero of the Clone Wars is his uh, his other three pip, which is pretty spicy. Yeah. Uh, reliable, which too. is a great card. Um, an example. Right, which is obviously. a great card, and yes. I yeah. I would much rather play that um, to get that going rather than this this three pip. Um, also, your all of your units are at least courage two. Uh, let's pretend you add fives into the mix, which you definitely should. Uh, now, one of them is Courage 3. So, I don't think this is going to be that great. Just to give some, like, opposite opinions, I, I'm i not sold on this. Someone might, someone else might prove me wrong, but I don't think it's good. I think it's trash. Like No, no, one, will, no one will prove said, you wrong. Yeah, as John said, all the units are just too expensive right now for this to be... Yeah. Uh, good and well, I, I'm sure this list is fun, but good. Eh. I think this is kitchen table awesome. Like, hey, I'm gonna play five zero first, and then you're gonna play like separatist invasion force, and we're gonna like have fun, right? This is this is great, like thematic level. <laughs> After that, uh, no, mm -hmm. throw it in the garbage. Yeah. yeah. Ho hopefully, the the next points update, uh, the the clones see a little bit of love, so this becomes more viable. I hope so. That'll be the real Christmas present. Um, an errata for Gar. <laughs> I mean, if the if the arcs... I'm, I'm kind of trying to think through, like, what would need to change to make this viable. Because it is essentially, like, points. running Rexstar for... Yeah, the points. And, like, just thinking back to Rexstar, I mean, it was Phase 2, arcs, and Rex. Which, that's what we see here. But all the nerfs to the token sharing... Um, all the points increases, the loss of critical on the arcs. So there, I mean, it just, it's it, just bad. It's, really it's just literally so nerf <laughs> after nerf after nerf. Here's all the crappy units. I, I you have to only use them. It's a, it's <laughs> I think all the it's units if you want to play with the handicap. Are, yeah, all these units are good in a vacuum. It's together they have trouble because of points right now. I think really all yep. they need is a points adjustment. I agree. I agree. I shouldn't say they're all bad. The clone commander is good. I use one of those every time. Oh, yeah. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's great, and that unit is dumb. <laughs> and I, I think most people... I personally do not like Barks, just because of compulsory... I don't like any, any of the... Like, speeder bikes, airspeed... I don't like anything where I'm forced to kind of push forward. Um, but, I mean, I think people obviously like Barks... People like Anakin, he's obviously seeing play. It's just this low activation, no no combos. Uh, yeah, so I think we've I think we've we've beat it enough. Um, inglorious. You heard it here first. <laughs> inglorious. <laughs> Probably not. All right. How about? All right. Go ahead, Brendan. 
No, so uh, yeah, the the last battle force will uh, will tag team a little bit. It's the uh, Echo Base Defenders. This is probably the one that has been talked about the most by people because of some of the ridiculousness that could ensue. Um, so this one's obviously themed for the rebels, uh, for the Battle of Endor, uh, the Battle of Hoth. I can't talk anymore. Um, so uh, again. No field commander. Keyword is allowed. Commanders available are Leia, Luke, Han, and the Rebel Officer. Operatives are Chewbacca and R2, and you can add C-3PO. Um, core are the Rebel Veterans and the Mark II Medium Blaster. Support are the FD Laser Cannon and Tauntauns. And the Heavy is T-47 Airspeeder, with the only unique upgrade allowed being Wedge. Uh, for the rank requirements, every army has to include one to four commander and operative units, and at least one of them has to be a commander. Core is three to six. Support must include one to four support units. And heavy, each army may include up to two heavy units. So the bare minimum you have to bring is one commander, three core, and a support. Uh, very, very Hoth-themed. Again, we've got the, the Rebel Veterans, the Laser Cannon, Tauntauns, and Airspeeders, and all the heroes that were there. So, looking at the command cards, uh, I'm going to save the... Uh, I'll do 1, 2, 3, because 3 is the one everybody's going to want to talk about. So, the, the one pip is Delaying Tactics. Uh, it's an order to one unit. At the end of the command phase, your opponent must choose one of their non-commander units that has a face-up order token, if able, and return it to their order pool. Uh, this is one I think is an okay card. Uh, it's great if you're up against somebody who's always putting an order on a operative, because you can make them return the operative order, but it doesn't work against commanders. Real quick, I think that card is going to be good against the new bounty wave, right? Like, bounty hunters are probably going to be everywhere, so I think that card's going to be good against them. Anyways, sorry. Oh, yeah, Agreed. it's great against them and anybody who likes to play Maul or Opvader. Sabine. Yep, absolutely. An explosion's Sabine. turn, that might be, yeah. you know. She lasts first, yeah. she's stuck out there in the open, thinking she's about to chuck some bombs at you, and then next thing you know, she's tossing her order back in the bag. Yep. Or, uh, Op Luke, not getting orders. I mean, it, it's a great card, because other cards like this has always said no commanders and operatives. This is the first one that allows you to do that to an operative. So. Yep. I think it's gonna fun. be pretty good. Yeah, good card. Uh, the two pip, Courage of the Rebellion, goes to two units. Each friendly trooper unit that is issued orders using this card may recover. I think this one's kind of eh. Uh, they don't really have any, like, exhausting weapons or anything. Uh, so really this is either getting back expendable other upgrades, like maybe um, offensive push, or maybe you use it to get rid of some suppression. I think one of them is going on Commander Luke. Um, yeah. If you're running Commander push. Luke, then you get your force push back. So it's pretty good. Yeah, definitely not bad in that use. And then the three pip, the much, much talked about three pip, hold at any cost. 
you can give unit uh, three core troopers or uh, units orders. Each friendly core trooper unit gains an aim token, so that's including ones that don't get orders. And each friendly emplacement trooper unit gains a standby token. So if you decide to do three veterans with three Mark IIs and four FD cannons, you are putting out six aims on your core troopers and then seven standbys. Really gross. So I don't know. <laughs> How do I want to go about this? Do you guys want to tell positive opinions about it first? Because I actually have slightly negative opinions. I, honestly, the one thing that I first thought when I saw this was this will be a true test of how quickly AMG responds to OP broken cards. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> like, if they go, oh my gosh, like, what have we done? Uh, and then they immediately come back and say, no, no, it's only the, the core that were issue orders, or, you know, is it like, there's no limitations on it, so it's, it's, it's ridiculous in its current form. So hopefully, you know, somebody... So- I don't know. I mean, if they listen to any of the uh, the podcasts, they'd know pretty quick that it's it's pro- problem central. Um, All right. So I'm going to talk be, about some of the, the goods of it. I'll, I'll talk about some of the good of it. I'll I'll, I'll take that stance. So uh, number one, it's a lot of standbys, sure, but that can be mitigated with split fire and things like that. You can just start stripping these standbys. Um, so that, that is a way to deal with it. I mean, luckily none of these standbys go beyond range three. Um, so there, there's another thing. Uh, but ultimately I think this is one of the most thematic cards we have ever seen because that is literally what happened. The rebels were just sitting there and waiting for the empire. (laughs) You can't tell me they weren't (laughs) all aimed up and just standing by. It's exceedingly thematic. <laughs> this is oh, it one hundred percent is. I don't <laughs> disagree at all. <laughs> this is the most thematic card I think we have seen. <laughs> but the, but then they all got blown to pieces. Where of course this is going to work the opposite as, way. As I said, there are ways to deal with this. If you bring things that are range four, you can just strip all the standbys and not worry about it. Yes. So I'm with Brendan on this. So like, I'm pretty skeptical of like how good this card actually is. Uh, So I got a couple points um, that I wrote down earlier. So first off, Mark II's dies, Mark II like blasters just die fairly easy. And then, yeah, like Brendan said, you could shoot at range four uh, to strip theirs. And then you could just stand outside of range three of the FD cannons because those are like the real threat. You could probably handle... Some of the Mark II's, not all of them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so just stay out, ideally stay outside of the FD cannons uh, of the standby, which is three. You probably won't escape the range five. That's something you got to just accept. And then I imagine this list is also going to run like Luke, um, Commander Luke. So you also kind of have to like avoid him to get into like when he wants to like maybe burst of speed and push you into the standbys. So, like, there's a couple of things to be, like, wary of, and you'll probably see it coming. I think this is going to be a list where one person will do extremely well with it, and I think everyone else will try. 
and then they will fail. That is that is my hot take, I think. I, I think that this is a card that if you plan on making sure you have seven standbys, it's a trap. Uh, you know, yes, because then you're committing to having three units that don't move so fast and four units that don't move at all. So, yep. you know, people can work around that to a degree. I think where this card becomes scary, real scary, is when you get to that point where you've got just the three Mark Twos, maybe one FD, but then the rest of your support are Tauntauns. So you have to then choose, if you're already in that range three bubble, do I deal with these standbys or do I shoot these Tauntauns that are going to be running down my deck? <laughs> <laughs> right, I think... I think Brendan's got the right idea. I think you need a mix of like FDs and Tauntauns. I don't I think seven standbys is not gonna work. We'll we'll see. Time will tell. Someone someone prove me wrong. Um That's fine. I, I I would love to be proven wrong, but like Right. Ultimately, what do we think about this battle force though? Glorious or inglorious? John, how about you go first? I I feel like at first you think it's glory. I don't know. I I could kind of go either way on this one. I'm kind of with you guys, though, about the... Like, you could just completely destroy someone with that card. But at the same time, if you go to a competitive event, over the course of four, five, six games, you will eventually end up in a... Uh, in a terrible situation where now you have four immobile units that can't actually shoot anything because the table is extra dense. Or, so I think that's kind of the... There, There's so many... Like, it seems crazy good at first, but, you know, could you take it to a Friday night game night and just completely table someone? Sure. But could you go to a competitive event where now people are, you know, it's obviously on their radar and there's some counterplay to it? you're eventually going to run into a table where you're just, you're kind of screwed from the start. Just by the fact that you have four immobile units. Right. I think this list, if you're playing it with for the four FDs, for the seven standbys, you need to bid, like, hard. I would not be surprised if someone bid 20 points. Oh, uh, like, yeah. That's how, sure. that's, that's how important it is. <laughs> yeah, um, but ultimately, thinking about the, the Battle Force as a whole, you know, it doesn't have to be four FDs, glorious or inglorious as a whole. John, gut decision, go. I am going to say glorious. I'm just also going to jump in and say glorious as well, solely due to the fact that you could take four Tauntauns. What's better than three? Four. <laughs> I think that's going to be scary. I think people are talking about the wrong thing, uh, which is... They should be scared of four Tauntauns, not four FDs. That's my opinion. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, I, I'm also going to say this is, is glorious because, I mean, it's... I think of all the lists, It's this is the most thematic of all of the lists. You know, you, they didn't have to come up with anything new. It's, I mean, aside from the heroes, everybody's already got sculpts that fits for this play, you know, this theme. You know, so it's... On, on the theme alone, it's glorious, but also the, the list-building possibilities are glorious as well. Nice. Excellent. Well, those are the battle forces, everyone. I think it's a great start, and I'm excited to see what AMG does. I'm excited to see how they update Errata it 
uh, add new units, stuff like that. Should be fun. I'm excited. I'm excited to play a, a bunch of these, except for the Republic one. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> just throwing that out there. <laughs> so let's go over AMG's mini extravaganza that just happened uh, this past weekend. They released a bunch of new info for the upcoming waves. We could start to go over some of the cards we know and get get super hype. Brendan, would you like to talk about Din Djarin, the Mandalorian? I certainly will. And uh, just to, to reiterate what Corey just said, we're just going to go over the actual cards that we saw. Uh, we know that other things were discussed in the various streams. Some cards were read verbatim. But for now, we're just going to focus on things we have pictures for. So we don't get anything wrong. So uh, Din Djarin, the Mandalorian... He is a mercenary that can go in the Empire and the Rebellion as an operative. 105 points with two training slots, a comm slot, two gear slots, and an armament slot. Uh, he's a trooper unit with five health and three courage with red defense dice. He surges to crit and he surges to uh defense as well uh he's speed two uh for his keywords he has arsenal two bounty impervious independent aim one and dodge one and he's also got tactical one and for his built-in weapons he's got his melee for vibro knife which is two black and lethal one and for range, he's got his pistol, which is range 1 to 2, 2 red and a black, which is lethal 1, long shot 1, and versatile. Um, overall, without any upgrades, he looks really good for a, a close range unit. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited. He looks really good. Reminds me of Cassian. Yeah. More mobile Cassian. Yeah, as long as you're not giving him orders, you, he could technically have two aims before every attack by independent and tactical one if he's moved. Um, so with his pistol, he'd have the two aims to get the pierce from lethal and make his pistol go to range three with long shot, which is really good. Um, they did say he was designed to be more of a, a brawler uh, melee piece. Uh, and with the one weapon upgrade they shared, uh, which is his Amban rifle, uh, you can start seeing that because it is melee and it's three more black dice uh, with that is immobilized two and suppressive. So in melee, he's now up to five uh, black dice, surge to crit, that is immobilized two and suppressive and lethal one, uh, which is... That's, that's a gross melee pool. Yeah. yeah, and then you have the option to either just use his fiber knife or just use his rifle and still shoot out of the combat with his pistol because it's got versatile. <laughs> so, Because why not? Because <laughs> he, he, he likes being there. Uh, his rifle also has something we've never seen before, um, which is kind of weird and but thematic. Uh, so, if you've seen the show, and spoiler warning if you haven't, uh, this rifle, we see him, uh, you know, shoot one-shot people and disintegrate them. 
So this text for the rifle requires you to take both of his actions to do this. So if you're intending it to use it this way, you're not doing anything else. This is the one thing you're doing. Uh, so two actions. If you are not engaged, perform a speed one move. Then choose an enemy unit in line of sight. Roll one red attack die. If the result is a hit or a crit, the chosen unit suffers one wound and gains one suppression. So this is the first time we are seeing two different aspects here, besides the fact that you have to use both your actions. One, it says as long as it's in line of sight, so you can actually shoot things that are in melee. And two, it takes a wound. It doesn't get to roll defense. It takes one wound, period. Yep, this is... Uh... This is interesting. It could be very scary. I think Jedi are probably going to hide <laughs> hide from this rifle. Uh, hide even harder. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're not even safe in melee. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, it's it's just scary. You, you can't deflect it because you don't even get to roll defense. It's it's a scary ability. The, the best it's like part... a 75% chance, but still. Yeah, it, it'll 75%. feel bad. It's basically... It's basically like 75% chance to like win the game in certain scenarios, which is like crazy. <laughs> yeah, and it has no range limit. It's literally just line of sight. So it's it's really good. Um, but, you know, it's going to be feeling real bad if you get that blank on the red or the surge on the red because it doesn't surge. But it's really I, cool. I can see a scenario where you just terrain scope a unit leader of for like recover the supplies on one of their safe boxes and you go nope he's dead and then he just has to drop the box yeah <laughs> they feel super bad like there are a lot of feels bad moments on i guess on both sides right because it's a 75 percent chance this effect goes off but mm -hmm. but yeah. yeah this card's gonna be threatening and people are gonna be cursing at it <laughs> yep it's definitely interesting uh, I'll then go into the one uh, command card that they revealed for him uh, that has a similar effect. Uh, Whistling Birds. It's a three pip. He only gives an order to Din. Uh, it says, during his activation, Din gains action. Choose up to three enemy units at range one and in line of sight. For each chosen unit, roll one white attack die for each mini in that unit. That unit then suffers one wound for each crit, hit, and surge result. So, this is a really good one. Again, there's no blocking this. You know, it's straight up wounds. The only saving grace is it's white dice. So, you either are gonna take nothing, or the white dice gods are just going to delete an entire B1 squad in one shot. Yeah, this is also very scary. I think I'm more scared of this card than I am the rifle. Oh, 100%. The, the, the only saving grace is this is the card you use to wipe out core and just squads of things rather than use on heroes. We haven't seen his 1-pip or 2-pip, but I imagine a play where you last first. So, whatever. The turn before you get into melee... Then you play this three pip, 
you do his whistling bird's action, and then I believe you could still attack, right? It's, this is not an attack action? Correct. It's not an attack action. Yeah, so, so yeah, you're throwing even more dice at the thing you're in melee with. Like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. This is going to hurt. This is this is a terrifying card. It's, it's very scary. Uh, but, I, again, I mean, the, the listeners and you guys at this point know I love it when things are thematic, and that feels very thematic. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. This card literally, I mean, spoiler alert, there's no Gar releases. And uh, you obviously heard my thoughts on 501st, um, the battle force. <laughs> <laughs> so when I saw uh, Mando and then specifically this command card, it just, even though it's it's obviously going to, you know, have some dice variants, it could be bad or extremely good. Uh, the fact that you can throw jetpack on him and just fly him around the table and then potentially do this ability literally makes me want to build, you know, a rebel list or an empire list and uh, switch it up for a little bit, especially if there's not going to be any any new Gar stuff uh, on the immediate horizon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't blame you. Like, this just looks fun. Like, I want to play him. <laughs> this looks great. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. And as uh, John just said, we also did see cards for Din's Flame Projector, uh, which is single use, so it does expend. Uh, it can be used in either melee or range one with one red die. However, it's got blast, spray, and suppressive. So, yeah, you're going to kill a, a unit of something, probably if everything's one health in that squad. Uh, and we also yeah. saw, and that is a, an eight-point upgrade. The The rifle we were talking about was a ten-point upgrade. And then Mando also can get his jetpack, which is 15 points, uh, and it increases his maximum speed by one, so he goes from speed two to speed three, and he also gets jump two, so he's just as fast as all the other Mandalorians. So, for as good as Din is looking with what we're seeing he's gonna get expensive if you start giving him all his fun toys because he's 105 base if you want him to have his jetpack he's then already up to 120 the rifle he's now at 130 the flame projector he's now at 138 i mean he's he's gonna get a, a little pricey with all his toys it seems fairly justified though oh definitely so like what is it jump jump two speed three whistling birds i'm terrified <laughs> yes yeah um i feel like so the jetpacks seems, seems uh, auto include almost yeah, for me it, i guess if you intend to run him as the the way he was designed for melee i think you're always bringing the jetpack because you're going to get him in closer faster um so i know we said we were only going to talk about cards but i do want to just bring up uh one more thing about him he was designed to be like season one some of season two mando uh so uh on the box they say he's got his beskar spear but he does not have the dark saber so anybody hoping for a mando with a dark saber sorry we're not seeing that here uh but we don't that's know okay he's <laughs> he's pretty crap with it anyways right <laughs> But we will see the spear. I, we just don't know the stats for it yet, but that should be fun. Um, the last potential upgrade we have for Mando is 
Grogu. Um, Grogu has counterpart Dinjarin. Uh, Grogu has one health, and he's 17 points. He's got three keywords, one of which uh, we've also... Uh, three other keywords. One we've seen before, which is small. Um, and then two new ones. The first one, Hunted. When Grogu is defeated, replace this mini with an unclaimed The Asset objective token. Grogu may never be restored. Each trooper unit gains claim, uh, action Claim the Asset. At the end of the game, if an enemy unit has claimed the Asset objective token, that unit's controlling player gains one victory token. So, I love this because it's thematic. Basically, you bring Grogu. If Grogu dies and your opponent claims the Grogu token, they get a victory point. So this is finally a, a kind of a risk for bringing something. <laughs> which which is kind of fun. Um, and then the... I mean, so far what I've said is Grogu gives one more health to, to Mando. Uh, why would you want to bring Grogu if it gives the opponent a chance for a victory point? Well... That would be because Grogu has latent power. At the end of your activation, you may gain one suppression token to roll one red defense die. On a surge result, choose an enemy unit at range one of this mini. That unit gains two suppression and two immobilize tokens. On a blank result, remove a wound or a poison token from a friendly non-trooper, a non-droid trooper unit at range one of this mini so on a one out of six chance grogu is given out two suppression and two immobilized tokens to enemy units at range one and on a two out of six there's one third chance grogu is either getting rid of poison or wound tokens on a nearby unit so grogu could literally be just healing din every turn if you are good at rolling blanks on your red dice like i am <laughs> Grogu is an interesting character. I'm still not sure where I fall on, like fall in regards to like if he's glorious or not. I think I side with like inglorious. I don't think he's that good. He seems fun. I think you bring him for fun. I don't know yes, if you bring I, him to I be agree. competitive. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah, I mean the way that I want to so, play Din. I, is obviously you know, flying. Who in knows? There Maybe and... there's something we're missing about him, but I mean, should should be fun either way. <laughs> Adds a whole new mini game to the game. <laughs> yeah, I think this is like you said, gonna be fun thematics. Like people that want to see Grogu on the table, they want to see the baby Yoda. Give me the baby. <laughs> I want uh, to there you see go. Here's, the here's, baby. Here's, here's the card. Here's the card for you guys. <laughs> Yeah, he looks pretty fun. I'm excited to try him. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, that that covers all of the cards we saw related to uh, Mando and Grogu. Uh, so up next, we got to see a little bit about the, the IG droids. IG-88 and IG-11. John, you want to take this one? Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll do the, the Empire one first, IG-88. Uh, he is 110 points. He is an operative. Uh, five health, two courage, surge crit. Uh, as far as keywords go, he's got armor one, arsenal two, bounty, 
uh, Impervious and Sharpshooter 1. Uh, in Melee, he's got IG-88's Vibro Cleaver, which is a rainbow with Pierce 1. And then he's got two ranged weapons, a modified E11 Blaster, which is one black, two white, Pierce 1, versatile. And then a modified DLT-20A Rifle, two black, one white. Um, and as far as upgrades, he's got a training, a comms, and a gear slot. So pretty spicy. I mean, I'm very attracted by this uh, this dice pool here of the triple black, triple white, Pierce 1. Yeah, I'm excited for the Arsenal 2. Arsenal 2 at range 1 to 3, uh, combined with like the modified E11 and the modified DLT. It's going to be sick. It's going to be good. Yeah. Surge crit, sharpshooter. It's got a, uh, yeah, it's got some potential. Um, yeah, IG88 looks really fun. And then IG11 uh, can be taken in both Empire and Rebel. Uh, he is also an operative, 105 points. Armor one, gunslinger, impervious. Program sharpshooter one, five health, two courage, surge hit. Um, in melee, he throws four red with overpower, and then two ranged weapons, modified E11 blaster, one black, two white, pierce one, and then the modified DLT 28 rifle, two black, one white. Um, this is, is super, sp I love the, uh, the gunslinger is the nice addition here, um, being able to throw out the one black, two white with the pierce, um, sharpshooter one and gunslinger that makes him kind of a menace at range three uh, yeah definitely yeah absolutely I, he's also a range four gunslinger i mean yeah which is yeah, just crazy which is just super mean like why <laughs> that's terrifying yeah i i don't know which one's better but i'm excited by both of them mm -hmm. uh i love ig droids so i think they nailed how they're supposed to operate yeah definitely I mean, it, if you're an Empire player, you can you can run both, which is a lot yes. of fun. Uh, so I'm I'm probably going to have try and figure out a, a double IG list just because. I mean, pick your poison: Arsenal two or Gunslinger. Both are great for their own reasons. So <laughs> they'll be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we also oh. had one. Uh, were you going to say something, Corey? No, I just. I just noticed this, sorry. Um, IG-88 has bounty. IG-11 does not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Never mind. 88's better. <laughs> I'm thinking, because uh, John's about to talk about the one programming we saw, I'm thinking the programming we didn't see has the bounty keyword on it. Oh, good call. Oh, yeah. That's possible. Uh, the one just, that just a theory, though. Yeah, just a the theory. <laughs> The one that we did see is IG-11 only, uh, Rebel only, and it is Nanny programming while building an army. Grogu gains counterpart IG-11, and IG-11 gains AI dodge move. And this is zero points. Yeah. I like that it's zero points. Uh, not sure that I'll take it, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to take a programming so depending on what the other I one know. is, maybe this is the one you take. 
but uh, I think it helps to reinforce that the IG-88 is better than IG-11 because you don't have to take the programming. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very true. It, it, I think the game changer will be once we know what the other programming is, then you can kind of really say, like if it adds bounty, like you had mentioned, Brendan, um, I could kind of be swayed either way. But yeah, in its current state, I think I would be this would push me more over to IG-88 for sure. Yeah, like, I, I, my complete guess is the other one is Hunter programming. IG-11 gains bounty, and IG-11 has AI aim move. Something like that. Right, and probably costs, like, five points. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Or it's also zero, and you me. just have the, the, you know, AI tax, you know. But I think... I don't know. I guess my thought process is I'm not a game developer, but if you add bounty, I feel like you should go up in points. <laughs> Probably, because, yeah, I mean, the nanny programming adds counterpart uh, to Grogu, but you don't have to take Grogu. So that's, I guess, why it's free. But Looking forward to mowing down some people with uh, some robots. Oh, yeah. They're droid troopers, so that's that's uh, that's a good keyword. Suppression Enjoy don't that matter. Suppression, boys. I know. Alrighty, let's talk about the man, the myth, the old Boba Fett. <laughs> the this old is old man, wise. dad bod Boba. Old I can relate wise. to that body, so, so we're good. <sighs> <laughs> oh no, we're not going to get into that. Uh, we're just going to get into <laughs> Boba Fett. This is Repub- So this is a brand new Boba Fett card. Only for Republic, uh, not Republic, uh, Rebels. For Rebels. Make John feel bad. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a kind of yeah. sick joke. <laughs> I actually looked at it real close for a second, like, what? But no, it was, in fact, a uh, just salt into an open wound. Yes, indeed. Alrighty, so Rebel Boba Fett, what he can do is, he is 120 points. He has 5 health, 3 courage. He throws a red defense die. He surges to crit for attacking and surges to block for defense uh he's also speed two he has jump one arsenal two impervious uh independent standby that's super gross um yeah and then on top of that he's got sentinel wow (laughs) wow wow we wow uh he's got sharpshooter one and tactical one and then he he's got two weapon profiles. One of them's the melee profile. The I'm gonna pretend to pronounce this correctly. Gaderfi stick. Yep. It is a melee weapon. Red, 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 black. Then Fett's EE three carbine. Uh, range one to three. Three black dice. Pierce one. He's got two training slots. Two gear slots. This old man is equipped to do a bunch of work. I'm super excited for independent standby. I thought Din Djarin would be, like, more melee-focused, but, like, my goodness, Boba Fett uh, looks to be crazy in melee. You just get him uh-huh. in there, grab that standby, um, like, just don't issue him an order, and then, <laughs> then go to town. Oh, yeah. He's going to be He's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, one thing I do want to point out on his card, uh, it says he's got Arsenal 2, but we only see one ranged weapon and one melee weapon. Uh, they did announce that he will be getting some weapon upgrades that he can take, which is why he has the arsenal too. Very true. Yep. Looking forward to what 
his other weapon might be. It's probably a rocket, maybe something else. Oh, also a quick uh, side note, uh, before we go over the command cards, each Boba Fett, uh, I, guess just, I guess I should say either Boba Fett, the Imperial one or the Rebel one, can take all six Boba Fett command cards. They also said these new that weapon That really upgrades. helps them out. Yes. Yep, that's really going to help out Boba Fett a lot. I know a lot of people were not too excited when the errata happened. Um, he didn't really change too much, but I think he's going to be just fine now. These three new cards should help him out. So how about we start with the one pip, a simple man. Uh, it orders one unit, so it does not have to go on Boba Fett. It can go on anyone else, and you'll see why in a second. If Boba Fett is not issued an order with this card, Boba Fett gains Marksman this round. Uh, he gains an aim token and increases the range of his ranged weapons by one to a maximum of five. If Boba Fett is issued an order with this card at the start of the activation phase, a unit at range one of Boba Fett may perform a speed one move. So yeah, that kind of hints at uh, another ranged weapon. Ideally, it, probably it'll probably range be a ranged four, four weapon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's that's exciting. The speed one move is also no joke on that card. It could be, because uh, if he can use the original Boba Fett cards, the jetpack yeah, rocket card. is it's range card, four, right? No it's great. a card, though, so like you can't... I would I would love to uh, combine cards. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, you're right, because you couldn't com combo it, obviously. If you're playing this card, you're obviously not playing yep. that card. Disregard. It's past my bedtime. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> All right, his two-pip making his way in the galaxy. Boba Fett, uh, he, he's going to issue an order to himself. Boba Fett may not perform an attack, any attack actions during his activation. At the end of his activation, Boba Fett may perform an attack with only the following weapon against each enemy unit at range 1 and in line of sight. It is a weapon profile that could be used in melee or range 1. It is two red, one black. It is blast, impact 1, and versatile. So he's got those knee rockets going on. He's got his uh, his melee stick. He's going to be slapping a bunch of people all over the place. It reminds me of uh, Grievous's uh, one pip. Mm -hmm. I think this is going to be a sweet card. Yeah, this one looks really fun because th there's no blocking this. If he's in melee, he can still use it. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's, it's so gross. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yep, good stuff. Uh, and then probably the grossest card, in my opinion, uh, the three pip, <laughs> Rule with Respect. This order is Boba Fett and two units. While Boba Fett has a face-up order token, when a friendly unit at range one and in line of sight of him makes a ranged attack, add one black die to one of that unit's attack pools. I think this is the scariest card in the game to me. <laughs> I think snipers get better basically anything gets better like imagine a shore t21 getting an extra black die uh seems real good imagine the shore mortars just having a every... black die <laughs> yes yeah like just uh this is just i feel like this is the scariest card i feel like you're just gonna murder your opponent even more like at range four um Amen. so this is a card to look out for for sure like this makes me want to play boba fett with six cards and then just like an imperial gun line or or rebel one for that matter because rebel dlt captains mm -hmm. um they're gonna 
if they want to use it at range four, that's uh, what is that? That's four dice coming at your face. Like, oh yeah. boy. <laughs> yeah, this is real, real good. Real good, since it's not limited to the other units that got orders. It's just, hey, are you in range one in line of sight of Boba? Here's an extra die. <laughs> yeah, like this. This adds, if you can get it, it adds up to nine dice. Well. I'm assuming I'm assuming you have ten axe, right? Yeah. And let's pretend all of them shoot at least range four. <laughs> so that's like nine extra dice. That's insane. Real, real scary card. Uh, how about we move over to the Dark Troopers and Moff Gideon? Yes. All right. So I'm super excited for this. More excited than I've been for anything else we've talked about yet, and we know so little. So. Uh, Imperial Dark Troopers are coming for the Empire. Uh, the, the core unit uh, is a droid trooper for 95 points with three, unit, uh, three models. Uh, even though they're a droid trooper, they're a heavy. Which, I just love this. They are in the heavy slot. Um, they have red defense dice. Two health per model and infinite courage. So suppression will never ever matter to these guys. Uh, ranged attack, one to three, one black die. Uh, in melee, they're throwing one red and one white for their crushing punch. Uh, they don't surge either way. Uh, they have the ability for a programming slot, an extra personnel and two heavy weapon upgrades. And then they are fully armored, so you're going to need your impact or your crits to, to actually get wounds through to these guys. Brought back the term plotting, which was taken out of the RRG. Um, plotting just means they can't move twice on their activation. It's the easiest way to go about it. They can only move once on their activation, uh, which kind of feels bad because they're only speed one so they can't double move however uh that is made up for with some of their new keywords they have two new keywords uh the first one being unconcerned uh this unit cannot benefit from cover and miniatures in this unit cannot re be repaired or restored so they don't get any cover at all and it, when they die they die you know bringing droids to you know repair droids to bring them back uh, and unstoppable. This keyword is bonkers. Um, this unit is eligible to activate during the activation phase while it has one or fewer face-down order tokens. This unit may never have more than one face-up order token. When creating your order pool, add an additional order token corresponding to this unit's rank to your order pool. In short, when you're making your uh, token pile, each Dark Trooper has two tokens because they get to activate twice every round. Yup, super good. Again, we haven't seen the cards for the upgrades that you can put on them, but uh, just in a vacuum, this is a pretty scary looking unit once you know you can add the two heavy weapons, they're fully armored, and they get to go twice every turn. And they can never be suppressed. <laughs> This is like one unit you don't want to be in melee with. Uh, if they're at full health, that's five red, five white. 
Uh, it could That's be up terrifying. to it could be six and six. You can get this squad up to six. Oh right, I, my bad. Yep, six and six. Yeah, I forgot about the personnel upgrade. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh boy, I don't think you'll. And, and if you're in melee, you, you're not going to have, have uh, impact. Well, I guess unless you have <laughs> yeah. a lightsaber. But other than that, you're basically you're basically just stuck there to get beaten to a yep. pulp. Um, you just yep. like, get eviscerated. Yeah, and my favorite thing before we take a look at the one command card we saw for Moff Gideon, because it's all they really shared other than his model, is the fact that Dark Troopers are droid troopers, even though they're a heavy, they are then eligible for rapid reinforcements. Yes, I was going to bring that up if you weren't. Uh, that's exciting. <laughs> you can deploy a heavy uh, with rapid reinforcements. Can't wait. <laughs> Uh, oh. You can also, I mean, not saying it's good, but you could throw them in the gav, and then suddenly... You could. You could. <laughs> suddenly you have heavy cover with armor. Well, they don't have heavy um, cover. Oh, that's right. They're they unconcerned. Right. But it's, you could just, you could just drive them around, and they could take an aim and shoot, like, twice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if all you care about is punching, though, just put them in the lat and deliver. I mean... Forget about Vader lat. It's all about... Dark, Dark Trooper, Trooper lad. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yep. And so, uh, the one command card, because, as we said, these guys are slow. They, they move speed one, and they can't double move on an activation, but they can double move because they have two activations, essentially. Um, the one Gideon command card we saw was his two-pip. You have something I want. Uh, it orders two units. Uh, this card cannot be chosen during the first round. After orders have been issued, choose a friendly Imperial Dark Troopers unit that has a face-up order token. Remove that unit from the battlefield, keeping all tokens. Then place it on the battlefield beyond range 2 of all enemy units. Then flip their order token face down. So this is basically a mid-game rapid reinforcements. Super exciting. I think this is going to be fun for when you want to influence the other side of the board from like short edge to short edge. Like if you're we're talking about a key position or an intercept. If you thought it was safe, it's actually not. This is also ridiculous for, hey, my dark troopers just claimed this, uh, you know, Let's say, uh, recover the supplies. They're right in front of your army. Ha, now they're not. They're all the way back in my deployment zone. Uh, uh, hey, I just killed <laughs> I just killed Grogu and got the token. You want to kill this unit? Nah, they're on the other side of the battlefield now. I mean, this is a way to nope that unit out of there with the objective tokens to score points. This can also then be used to immediately get the dark troopers behind somebody's lines if we're playing something like Breakthrough. You know, and get them into the deployment zone, uh, you know, after a couple of turns of turn, you know, people moving. So, this they, is a crazy cool card. Yeah. I like it, but it's also terrifying. <laughs> it, it alters so much of the way that you play a lot of those objectives where you, you know, you have your naked unit or sniper unit, and it's like, all right, like, you're never going to get my home, home objective because I'm just going to leave this 40 point unit here for the whole game. Um, behind line of sight and then next thing you know boom they're there they're they're gone and they're not just gone by some you know 
schmo unit, it's like the tankiest unit <laughs> available. Yeah. Uh, so you'd almost have to then like split your forces, or you concede your. I mean, that's pretty much like a game over unless you and deal this with this unit. <laughs> you're using a full activation to move the dark troopers, but then they have a second activation. <laughs> it's just, it's pretty nuts. Now, the one thing I think that is reining this in a little bit might be the wording of it. It says, choose a friendly Imperial Dark Troopers unit that has a face-up order token. So I'm thinking it's limited to just one Dark Trooper. It's probably one, but still, one is probably enough. Right. To, like, influence, like, influence a ton of the game. Because if you could do this to multiple units, it would be completely ridiculous. But, so, I'm hoping that it's oh, that a, it be... means just one. Otherwise, this card's broken. Yeah. <laughs> Please, it should be just one. I think you're right. But even if it is just one, the versatility of this card, saying you can give it to any two units, so even if your Dark Troopers are gone, you have a push. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited to play them. They look fun. And then the the models look cool. Mm. We don't know what Moff Gideon does, but he his model looks cool as well. His model does have the Dark Saber, so we have a third Dark Saber we can put in the game. (laughs) Almost every faction has availability for the Darksaber yeah, now. Yeah, just not the Republic. Sorry, John. <laughs> Republic and the, the droids don't have a, a Darksaber. Alrighty, so next on the docket, Ewoks. They look cool. Uh, I don't think we know any, I don't think we know much other than, like, they we're going to get an ATST as well. Yeah, they said a lot, but we they didn't said see things. cards. But yeah. the, the models so look really So I'm going to, cool. like, temper my expectations. Yeah. Uh, all we know, uh, you know, other than the things they spoke about, which, for all we know, could change by release, uh, is that they're slotted to release in Q2 of next year, is what they're aiming for. Super excited to see what their command cards... Well, if they got command cards. Um, I assume they will. I'm hoping for, like, a log... <laughs> a log to attack like an ATSD or something impact 10 yeah <laughs> oh. I'm just we'll see. i'm super excited yeah no it should be fun they did also announce that the empire will also have their own themed and or battle force yeah Tem- tempest. Tempest, force, tempest force uh what little they said about that is it's gonna focus a lot around like scouts and uh speed bikes you mean i gotta actually paint my scouts I just painted my third set of scouts. Yeah, they came out good. Yeah, thank you. I, I finally decided on a list. I went, man, I need three snipers. I gotta get more scouts. So. <laughs> I only painted the <laughs> the snipers and the sabs, and that's it. <laughs> Everyone else I didn't care about. Sniper, spotter, and that's saboteur. That's right. Yeah, I painted the full squads because if I don't do it all at once, I'm never going to do it. <laughs> That's fair. That's how I feel. I, I don't even know where my uh, I don't even know where my scout models are. <laughs> so I have to go dig for them. Yeah, find them before uh, Tempest Forced because it'd be really fun if all of a sudden all the all the scouts count as your core requirement for that force. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> right. Imagine you have to take like four of them. I would cry. Oh, that'd be that'd I would be fun. Have to buy so much more. <laughs> I hope they would get a sec- like a a second weapon with it or something. Maybe who knows? Yeah, who knows? We'll see. 
Well, that was a lot of stuff, gentlemen. That it was. A lot of, a lot of fun stuff, though. A lot of fun on the way. I'll, I'll ask the same question like we always do. Brendan, do you think the new stuff, what we've seen, is glorious or inglorious? I think it's all glorious. Uh, they all look like viable units. They all look fun. And as I've been saying, they all look really thematic. Cool. John, same question. I'm going to also agree with Brendan. Glorious. I think everything looks uh, a lot of fun. Um, I'm psyched to play Mando. Just got to figure out if I'm going to be an Empire Rebel convert. Uh, obviously a little salty about the lack of uh, GAR options. Well, lat- not, yeah, zero <laughs> options. Uh, but yeah, every, <laughs> everything everybody else is getting looks glorious, and I'm very happy for you guys. Excellent. Yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to say glorious as well. Everything looks a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to Old Man Boba. I just want to get in there and just smack a bunch of people with that stick. <laughs> um, I, I can't wait. Chewie and an ATSD, they kind of spoiled with like a command, like like card art. So that looks fun. I kind of want to find like a 3D print for that and slap it on an ATSD. <laughs> yeah. Super awesome. Uh, I think AMG is doing great and uh, I hope they continue to do great. Agreed. Alrighty, well, I think I think it's about time to land this ship. Stay glorious, everyone. I'm Corey. I'm John. I'm Brendan. Any landing you can walk away from is a good one. If you liked this episode and would like to interact with us, please like our page on Facebook, search for The Inglorious Blasters, a Star Wars Legion podcast, follow us on Instagram at SWL Inglorious Blasters, Subscribe to us on your preferred podcasting app. Please give us a rating and maybe leave a review. It would really help us out. Stay glorious, everyone.